0: It's the afternoon cruise. I'm chatting with the celebrated saxophonist and composer Joshua Redman. He recently released his debut album for Blue Note Records, which is titled Where Are We? This is a beautiful record deeply connected to geographic locations all around the United States, as well as affairs currently in the United States and the history of our country. The grand majority of the music on the album includes the vocals of Gabriel Cavasa. Joshua Redman, thank you very much for joining Jazz 88 today.
1: Oh, thanks so much. It's great to be with you. And also, may I commend you on um the best yet uh, um, pronunciation of the title. <laughs> where are we? It seems to trip people up all the time. It trips me up now. I can't even say it right. <laughs> but you just delivered it so well. Thank you for that.
0: <laughs> hey, it's it's my honor. And speaking of delivering it so well, this is an ambitious record and I believe that you and the team that put this together delivered it really, really well. This is not one of those records where I imagine, you know, five hours before Downbeat, you're picking out charts and, and scrawling things on a piece of paper. This looks really carefully conceived both the other writers that you cover and the things you wrote yourself how did you start envisioning this release and how did it come to be
1: oh thank you uh looks can be deceiving (laughs) no 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 no. i mean there was there was there was quite a lot of um of 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 talking and planning that went into this obviously i mean um when uh gabrielle cavassa and i um kind of decided we were going to make this record Oh, I guess that was um, sometime in the fall of t- 2021. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't record until April, uh, very beginning, end of, uh, very beginning of April 2022. And there were lots of conversations back and forth, actually, uh, an endless stream of texts. I've never uh, talked so much art through text before. <laughs> um, but yeah, we talked a lot, you know, and, it, and originally the concept of doing, you know, a record, uh, of uh, um, you know of, of uh, that of, of of songs about places in the united states um i it was just kind of a concept that i thought was going to get us going um just cuz you know we had never worked together we never made music together and there were such a vast sea of uh, you know uh, a veritable ocean of material that we could have drawn from. So initially, I was just like, we need something to kind of limit our choices. And I thought eventually the concept might fall away. Um, but, uh, but it, it stuck around. And um, yeah, I mean, we spent a lot, long lot, a lot of time talking about different songs and what we could do. And then I spent some time working on arrangements. And then we finally got together with this dream band and started working through the music. So yes, there was a lot of planning involved. But um, you know, there were so many. I mean, it's jazz, right? So yeah. you're 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 playing music of the moment. You're improvising, and and even in 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 the in the generative process, there were so many things that just kind of happened. On the fly, um, you know, ideas that we might have had in the moment, or things that that became parts of the arrangements. Um, so I think it was a healthy balance between um, planning, but also remaining open to whatever might a, a, arise in you know in the moment of creation.
0: I'm, I certainly hear all of that in the record because I I, you, I hear the jazz spirit, I hear the improvisation, uh, but I hear the preparation and the the deep concentration as well. I'm chatting with Joshua Redman, who recently released the album, Where Are We? Uh, The tune we've been playing the most on the radio is Streets of Philadelphia. It's a beautiful sound, a beautiful interpretation of the Springsteen tune. And it seems to me uh, to capture something that you're doing on this record, which is, you know, the the title of it, it doesn't have a question mark, but it's a question, where are we in, in my mind? And this is something where you're talking about Songs that expose hard, difficult parts of our our country's history, and then also songs that are a little more sort of nostalgic and and, and put a smile on your face, and presenting them together, not sort of as side A and side B, but them telling a song and a story together. Um, And I was curious... How did you grab that balance from from finding these songs uh, that don't have, in my opinion, a particularly heavy history and then throwing it next yeah. to something like John Coltrane's Alabama and, and, and things like that? How did you how, how did you navigate yeah. that balance?
1: Well, thanks. Yeah, I mean, it was certainly a balance that I was conscious of. Uh, trying to I mean I don't know if it's a balance a, a a perfect balance can never be achieved I mm. think especially when you're dealing with you know um <laughs> something as vast and, and complex as <laughs> life in America right. right but it was something that I was that that I was conscious of that I was cognizant of going into it because quite frankly I mean you know when you when you look at um, you know the vast majority of kind of songs that jazz musicians might typically draw upon, especially like classic, you know, American standards, American songbook material, a lot of that material, especially lyrically, is on the the, the romantic, um, I mean, you know, even if it's dealing with hardship and, and heartbreak, it's, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, uh, you know, we're in America and we're in love and isn't it great? <laughs> you know? So, you know, it was important for me, you know, I mean, we obviously have songs like that on the record, um, but it was, uh, you know, um, A stars fell on Alabama is one of them. And, uh, well, Manhattan that doesn't have lyrics, but that's another one, you know, yeah. new England is very nostalgic, you know? So there, there, there I, I left my heart in San Francisco. So there, there is that kind of classic, you know, um, you know, loving, optimistic kind of, uh, Vision, But it was very important for me to kind of balance that with uh, songs that that that, yes, dealt with, you know, in a kind of more raw and explicit way, some of the hardships of being um, an American or being a citizen of the world and just living in this living in our, in our society. So that was something that I that I um that I was that I was very conscious of trying to strike some sort of balance. You know, I feel like we're always even, you know, now we're. You know, now we're performing a lot of this music live and also expanding our repertoire. But it's, you know, every night, it's both a challenge and an inspiration to try to find whatever balance feels right in that, in in, uh, you know, in that performance moment.
0: I, I was curious about that. I imagine that performing this music might have a sort of different valence than if you're doing a standards record or if you're doing... Um, you know d- different types of music you've done in in your career. I think about the tune obviously being just uh, right now. I'm talking to you in a suburb right outside of Minneapolis. But this first song, after Minneapolis, face toward morning. This is not a we're in America and we're in love song. This is a, a, a deep meditation on the murder of George Floyd and and more than that in the in the second. Uh, I don't know if you ca- do. You call them verses or do you call them movements? They're like one, two, three. Uh,
1: I mean, they're definitely, movement would be a little. Pretend- I guess you could call them verses. Stand, I, yeah, I, I guess. i was the first. The first time I ever wrote lyrics in my life, my only time. So I don't know what to call them. <laughs> the
0: well, <first> man, <laughs> man, I'm jealous of you, man. This is your first outing on lyrics, and and you're 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 at least 500. Some very good stuff wow, in there. Right <laughs> in that in that in that section second verse, you seem to be asking something. I've thought a lot about, which is if the arc of the universe is actually bending towards justice, this, this, this line that Martin Luther King Jr. said, and I've, I've comfortably said for years thinking, oh, it's got to be true. My dad told it to me when I was a kid, and then yeah. going, maybe this yeah. thing ain't bending that way. Is, yeah. is, is that part of what you're exploring in that tune? And do you, do you come to a conclusion, or is it the asking?
1: Yes, well, um, I mean, I definitely don't feel like we come to a conclusion. I mean, I'm not good with conclusions. I'm much better with questions than conclusions. I, I mean, certainly, I think it's a question that we we're all asking after the murder of George Floyd, right? I mean, you know, 2020, you know, I mean, 1960, that's 60 years. I mean, I'm just picking 1960 as just, you know, it could could be 63, you know, that was Mm -hmm. the bombing in Birmingham, Alabama. I mean, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, I, I think, you know, not to discount all the incredible progress that has been made in our society, but, you know, I think the world coming, you know, America, our country, and the world com- coming face to face with the fact that yes, even now, so there are some things that haven't changed. You know, um, a certain certain pattern, or, uh, um, history, and, and legacy of racial violence and uh, and disregard for the dignity and sanctity of. of of human life, um, especially among a, a group of humans in our society, uh, toward a group of humans in our society. I mean, this is something that we still have to confront now, and um, yeah, it's a long arc, right? <laughs> and uh, and you know, I mean, I do I feel like I do believe that it bends towards justice I feel like I have to believe that in order to go on <laughs> we have to have optimism as as human beings and the third set of lyrics de- definitely deals with that um and I feel like the song does end with the inner spirit of optimism but you know if it's it's bending um towards justice but it's be- it's going through a lot of different contortions <laughs> along yeah. the way you know and um I think this is something that we all came to grips with, um, I mean, you know, I mean, it it happens every year and every month and every day, but there was something about George Floyd's murder that, um, you know, uh, that caught our attention as a nation and as a world in a way that maybe nothing else had for a long time and, and made us really ask that question, you know, like, where are we? You know, what has, yes, so much has been accomplished, but what what still remains and and how does this still happen you know um so that's that's what we're grappling with
0: and 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 beyond i'm going to add one more thing to what you're saying joshua which is that the the things that we've we've gone past, we can always backslide, you know, th- yes. and well, we've
1: a, certainly seen yeah, that, you know, yeah. I mean, we've certainly seen that. I mean, I don't want to get overly political, but we have certainly seen that in our well, yes, in our political life. You know, I would say over the past, uh, um, you know, decade yeah. and plus for sure.
0: Joshua Reman, I you get as political as you want, my friend, because I, fact, I was just talking maybe four days ago with Jose James. His new single is 38th in Chicago. And I told him, I'm sure there's a better marketing plan than a tune called After Minneapolis, Face Toward Morning. I'm sure there's a better marketing plan than 38th in Chicago. But I'm so glad that artists of your ilk are taking your platform and exploring these things. So uh, you, you go where you want to go. You got carte blanche with us because we love what you're doing and we appreciate you.
1: Thank you. I I do I do you know I I do have to say you know um, I, I I mean I don't feel bad I obviously named the tune after Minneapolis and that it, it has resonance but um you know I mean I think that it's it's it, it's tough because I mean you know. George Floyd was murdered in Minneapolis. Everybody knows this, you know, but but, um, you know, it's I mean, this is a song that really is not about Minneapolis in any way. You know, I I mean, I I put that title on it because it is it was the place and it was the location, uh, uh, you know, that 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 this that this horrific event uh um, took place in but the 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 things that we're talking about here the things that that we're exploring these these are this is an american theme and an american problem and an american tragedy not Mm -hmm. something in any way limited to or specific to minneapolis and um minneapolis is a great town and i've had an amazing experiences playing playing there and 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 being there and the people are so warm and so nice i mean I, I at least i felt that way and it's an incredibly progressive city as well and i think that's why um one of the things that was maybe even more shocking about right. it you know because you know to, to a lot of us living in our little bubbles it's like oh my god this happened and it happened in Minneapolis, of all places, you know? And M- Minneapolis isn't Birmingham, right?
0: Yeah. I'm chatting with Joshua Renman. We're uh, celebrating the release of his album, Where Are We? And uh, Joshua, we've been talking a lot about some of the lyrical content and some of the uh, political connections to that content. I-, I was wondering, I mean, you got a great rolodex in the world of jazz i doubt there's anybody you can't call uh to get to collaborate with you but you ended up with some really awesome players on this album, both the core members and then also the guests did knowing the type of material uh that you and gabriel wanted to uh put out uh impact who you called to fill out the rest of the ensemble or is this just the players you would call for most any type of project
1: uh, that's a good question. I mean, you know, I certainly wouldn't, you know, I certainly wouldn't kick this band out of bed on any, <laughs> band, you know, on any night or for any project, right? I mean, you know, it is a dream, you know, Brian Blade, Joe Sanders, Aaron Parks, you know, it's hard to do wrong with that band in, in just about any context. But yes, I mean, I, I, I do feel like we we handpicked this band Specifically for this collaboration, and what we had a sense of what we were going for musically. I mean, um, you know, it, it was it was very. It became clear fairly early on that. This was definitely going to be an album that leaned towards the slower and softer and mm. gentler and more melodic and more lyrical, more intimate, um, more romantic. I mean, not all the songs are romantic, but you know the, yeah. those that that's the, those those sorts of moods and and textures and orientations. I mean, that is that, I mean, uh, you know, Gabrielle is an incredible singer, uh, incredible vocalist with a great range, but that is definitely the the, the sort of uh, material that she shines on and that she yeah. loves and that she gravitates towards. You know, so once once it became clear that those, you know, the, that was the world that we were gonna be occupying. It was very musical world we were gonna be occupying. It was very important for me to kind of put together a band that I felt could really live with peace and grace, but also with with a, with a certain intensity and fire within that world, you know? And I mean, you know, there's a lot of great jazz musicians who can play ballads great, but to be able to like play with this great sense of gentleness and sensitivity and lyricism, melodicism, and to serve the songs, and also to be able to generate um, a kind of intensity, kind of uh, visceral quality with some of these grooves, because we weren't gonna just be playing like, you know, like slow jazz, you know, you know, sweeping brushes ballads. Like, we, right. you know, I knew that there were a variety of groups we wanted to explore. So I, I, I did feel that this band um, would was going to just, um, just deliver in those <laughs> departments, and they did. I mean, you know, you know, some of the I I, 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 had ideas for a lot of these arrangements, and you know, brought them in, but the, but the music didn't mean anything until this band got to playing it and got it got, 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 you know, I mean, that that's, that's where the real, like, I had no idea what this music was going to sound like until, until we started making
0: it together. And um, I don't think we could have made the record in the way that we did uh, with a different band. Well, bravo to you, Joshua Remond. The release is Where Are We? It's certainly far from your debut record, where it's the debut with Blue Note, and your collaboration with uh, Gabriel Cavassa is, is is beautiful, and the other players you got on there is amazing, and the content is... is I can't believe this is your first outing Ryan lyrics, man, because uh, you, you put oh. some good <laughs> stuff in there. So, uh, Joshua Redman, thank you for taking time to chat with Jazz88, and uh, thank you again for making this type of release.
1: Thank you so much. It's great to chat with you. Great to speak with you. Thanks for your support. And uh, I hope we get to play this music in Minneapolis at some point.
0: Oh, we we certainly hope the same. And we're speaking now. Uh, it's Friday. So we're speaking now during Hanukkah. If I'm not mistaken, you are Jewish. Am I correct on that, my friend?
1: Uh, I am. My mom, I was raised by a single mom and she, uh, she's, she was Jewish. So, I, yes, I am Jewish. Yes, yes for <laughs> sure. You know, I'm mean, a relatively secular Jew, but uh, yes, thank you. Um, well, we
0: celebrate Christmas in our household, too. So, you know, happy holidays. <laughs> OK, we'll go, we'll go with the happy holidays to you. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful end of 2023. And we hope to see you in Minneapolis in 2024.
1: Oh, thank you so much. See you soon.